Welcome to the 90s Kid Book Club podcast where we indulge in nostalgia, dust off our favorite books from growing up, and discuss how they shaped a generation. Hey, we're your hosts. I'm Monica. And I'm Amy. And we are not scholars, authors, historians. We're just two 90s kids who love talking about it with each other and now with you. So welcome to 90s Kid Book Club. Hey, Monica. Hey, Amy. Welcome back. We're back. We're back. Oh my gosh. I've missed this so much. I've missed all of you. I've missed recording. I legit had dreams about it. I think I told you I had a dream where like word for word, I remember when I woke up, like what was our intro and what were we covering? We yes. were recording on a beach, which sounds better than our living rooms, but... Yeah, when have we ever been on a beach? But okay. <laughs> maybe that's what's coming in 2024. Yeah, maybe it was a premonition. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just excited to be back. So we took off, obviously, some time for the holidays. Not sure if it's something we'll do every year, but we definitely needed it for this year. I think we've both gone through a lot and had intense years. And although this podcast has truly saved me and I love it so much... I think it's warranted that we take just a couple weeks off at the end of the year, kind of revisit what we want this to be. You may notice for this year, so 2024, we're going to start every two weeks instead of every week publishing an episode. And one of those episodes in a month will be focused on our chit chat, 90s news, what's going on in the world sharing obviously stories as we always do and then the end of the month will be our true book review a more traditional episode like we've been doing it's a little bit easier on us I can't I can just be honest with y'all I can't read 52 (laughs) books in a year so that's why (laughs) it's a little bit easier on us it's a lot easier on everyone else who's trying to follow along and needs time to read the books as well So we're planning on this to be more of a traditional book club where it's about 50% chit chat, 50% book review. I think that's pretty standard. A lot of people join book clubs just for the cheese and conversation. I think it also helps us because we were cramming so much into an episode that our episodes were getting so lengthy, Mm -hmm. which I think actually helped some listeners. Some listeners really liked that because they have long commutes and whatnot. But, um, But this way we get to actually dedicate time to the book and really dive in there were some books that we really had to just push through um with our old cadence so Mm -hmm. this this lets us um give some due justice to the to our authors and to our books and their content yeah yeah and and we get a whole episode just to talk to each other i know (laughs) (laughs) and i know a lot of people who were listening to the podcast hadn't even read the books and really were just kind of in it for the chit chat so now you get a little bit of both so um thank you all for your patience as we took a little bit of time off reevaluated how we wanted this to look how we wanted it to function what our bandwidth was make it fair for you all as well as for us um so this is our first 90s news is what we're calling it but just chit chat stories free form episode so welcome Amy, how was your break? How was your holiday? I know you're not super into Christmas as a holiday, the consumerism, yeah. but what was your favorite moment and 
how to go? Tell me everything. Okay, so I think I've I dissected this year why I hate the holidays, and it's because my family is pretty spread out throughout the year, and then for whatever reason, Thanksgiving and Christmas comes around, and everybody I know in terms of family wants a piece of us. Yeah. And that makes it very hard when you have two blended families. Like Blaine's family is blended, and my family is blended. Mm -hmm. So we technically have four families every year that we need to fit in. Um, and so my dad wasn't going to come to visit this year during the holidays, but he ended up coming towards the end oh, of really? December. Um, and so I did get some time with him, which was great. And my stepmom came too, and we really did have some good time together. Um, but I think my favorite part besides my dad coming was the Krampus tree. Okay, good. We, I, I put up the Christmas <laughs> tree. I got into the spirit. We got our fireplace working. Oh, finally. really? So we had a first fire in the house nice. since we bought the house. Uh-huh. Um, and so that was also very, very nice. On Christmas Day, we went over to Blaine's family's place. And my nephew has been very much sheltered from guns. Like any type of toy gun, like a water mm-hmm. gun or a Nerf gun or any of those. No, those were not allowed. So he got his first shooters, quote unquote, is what he's been calling them. And they're little pump wooden guns and they shoot oh. these little tiny rubber balls. Okay. And um, he, ha- he Who was gave it absolutely to um, my father-in-law, so oh, Blaine's okay. dad. <laughs> and he like, you know, snuck them in, of course. And Sammy loved them, loved them. Like j- he would not stop shooting us with balls. <laughs> he would Aww. not stop. Um, but it was adorable. And so, you yeah. know, that's kind of the best part of Christmas, I think, is seeing the kids. Yes, absolutely. And their reaction. And that's the whole reason you really do it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it makes it difficult in my house because we don't have kids. So then it's like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Why am I <laughs> why am I suffering through this? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But how about yours? How was y'all's? Um, it was... Because you guys have lots of kiddos in the Yeah, like in our family. family. Yeah. It it was hard, to be honest. It um, So I lost my dad this year, and his birthday was difficult. Thanksgiving was okay. But I'm like, okay, maybe Christmas will be okay, too. I went to be with his family on Thanksgiving, and I think that helped a lot. But being home where he's usually a part of the festivities and he wasn't was really difficult. And just thinking about like he what he would have gotten for Lily and he would have been texting me wanting to know what was the biggest, craziest thing that she wants to get her. So just a lot of reminders that he wasn't here. That was really difficult. Overall, it was a good holiday. I think you're right, kind of seeing it through kids' eyes is really different. And this was the first year. So my daughter Lily is four and a half. And it's the first year that she really had like a Christmas list. She knew in her head what she wanted. She communicated what she wanted. Every time she saw Santa, which we're not a big Santa household, but still every time she saw a Santa, told him the same couple of things. We got her those things and she was what very were the excited. She wanted, um, there's a cartoon called Gabby's Dollhouse. Uh-huh. She wanted the Gabby's Dollhouse boat. So it's like a yacht or like cruise ship boat. And there's like a little place for a pool and there's a little bar and there's a little disco ball area to dance. And there's like a stage. It's it's really cool. Um, She also wanted 
the Disney villain dolls. She's been really Ooh. into like villains lately, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> yeah, she loves princesses, but she's really into villains. And I think part of it is, I think I've talked on the podcast about Descendants, which is the yes. Disney yeah, show yeah, yeah. about the villain kids. And we I think that's did. kind of gotten her into it. It's like, ooh, the villains are actually really cool. So the, a lot of people on TikTok, and it's mainly the younger generation, but they've been posting things like, I'm in my villain era. Uh-huh. And it'll be like, you know, just a girl looking bitchy. And I'm like, I guess I guess that goes in line with what our book is for yes, the month. Yes. Um, my whole, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, I find we it talking. interesting. Like, oh, is that a villain or are we just embracing being a bitch? Because I embraced right. that about 20 years ago. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what Amy is alluding to is we did a a book exchange. I think we came up with the idea on the podcast to give each other books for Christmas. Mm -hmm. So nothing extravagant, but here is a book that we think the other would like. And then we plan to cover it on the podcast. So I gave Amy a book called 90s Bitch. The subtitle is Media, Culture, and the Failed Promise of Gender Equality by Alison Yarrow. And both of us have started reading it. So it's one of those um, kind of cultural, social science type books that attacks or evaluates the media during the 90s, the culture that it created, and how pervasive that can be. So focusing specifically on the word bitch, which you mentioned like I'm in my villain era I'm in my bitch era like how have we reclaimed bitch what does it mean and how has it affected us especially being 90s kids growing up so oh my gosh I've I've only read I think through the first chapter so far I've still got a lot to go but or maybe uh, a couple chapters in and it's so pervasive I'm like re-evaluating my own childhood and what I've internalized and my thoughts on things and oh we're gonna have so much to talk about so read along with us uh if you can get your hands on the book and that will be our book for this month January 2024 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and if you get it late or decide to read it later you can always come back and revisit that um analysis but it's it's gonna be a good one. It's just dense. It wasn't like a ooh light fun read. Like it is um, really kind of evaluating who we are and how we got to where we are, which is still, I think, worthwhile and interesting. I have to bite my tongue because I don't want to give away. I know of how I feel or think <laughs> right now. <laughs> I know, but it, it covers. Stay tuned at the end of the month. We'll, we will definitely dive in. It covers a lot of what we have been talking about on this podcast, which is like what what is our view on feminism and femininity and how did we get there and then how can we still kind of continue to grow our views on that because there's so much internalized misogyny in our society Mm -hmm. it's like things that I don't even think about now that I'm a mother to a daughter I think it's become a little bit easier for me to kind of question those things of like why do I feel like I need to shave my legs? And how do I explain it to her that she doesn't have to if she doesn't want to, but like I do it, but why do I do it? And why do I feel like I have to? And I've very seriously considered like just stopping shaving completely and being like, why is this a thing that we do? Like I have thin blonde hair anyways on my legs, so I don't even think it would be that noticeable. But then you have to disassemble 
if it's not noticeable, am I really going against the norm? Like, what if I had dark, thicker hair? Would I do that? I don't know. It's just, yeah, more, more <laughs> watch the space, more to come. But um, a lot of this past year, uh, 2023, has been me evaluating and kind of picking apart my views, my place in the world, how I got to those views, what's serving me, what hasn't. So I see this as kind of a, cont- a good continuation of that. It's some work I want to continue to do in 2024 but something about losing a parent it really just kind of shakes your entire world and understanding of your place in it and especially the de-realization depersonalization stuff that I was experiencing which I will say that's not something I had heard of before I experienced those symptoms but I was listening to a podcast just recently where someone talked about it so like nonchalant like oh when I have my derealization episodes I hold ice or I did it and I was like what so maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's around more than I clocked before I was experiencing those symptoms but um, I've heard of other people just kind of like friends of friends in my life who have had similar symptoms. So it's wild. It's like once you think about getting a certain car, you see it everywhere. <laughs> like mm-hmm. now I've had mm-hmm. these symptoms and I'm much more primed to hear when other people are experiencing them. Anyways, sorry, I don't know how I got on that uh, whole tangent. But uh, 2024 is our year. We're making it happen. <laughs> new format, new us, uh, new business venture for me. So I have some updates on the bookstore. Late last year, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. This is happening. Well, yes, it's been a couple months since then. There have been some development. So I have a bookstore name. I have an LLC. I have a space that I am looking to lease. I have the lease in my email ready to review with my lawyer. I have gone by the physical space with a contractor, talked about what it is we want to do. I have a design in mind. But most notably, I think the biggest kind of development in this business is the amount of community support that I have felt. And that's really what I am craving and wanted as part of this venture is to feel connected with my community, be a part of this larger thing, not just going into a job, feeling like what I do doesn't matter, feeling disconnected. I want to feel more connected and intentional in all the things that I do moving forward. And I think this is a really great example of that. But I posted on Nextdoor saying, hey, I'm looking to open a bookstore. I'm one of your neighbors. If you want to help out a a new small business, I'll be willing to pick up any book donations that you have. If you want to pass along some great tales that you've loved, I'll take them on, sift through them. If there's anything that I can use in the store, I'll take it. Otherwise, I'm going to donate whatever's left. And Amy, you've seen the stacks and stacks and boxes. And like some of these books are seriously in brand yeah, new brand quality. New. I mean, it is, it it's absolutely amazing. And what was funny is because I'm on Nextdoor through you, because when we used to live in the same town, you had introduced me to Nextdoor yeah. and that's how I got onto it. So I saw your post. Oh, really? You were asking for books and I saw already like people were hearting it. People were like commenting Sharing on it already. It, yeah. People were so excited. I know. Um, and it's just really cool to see it. Yeah. You know, to just like, and we had talked about it. For but, so long. Um, yeah, it wasn't something that we ever really, you know, how long have we been talking about having a business 
I mean, seriously, I think it's since like the the first month I met you, we were like, yeah, yeah well, we're gonna open up a little witchy shop. Exactly. And we're gonna open up, you know, like we've talked about it forever. So yeah. the fact that you're finally taking the step is just huge. It's crazy yeah. that it's like full circle for us. I know. You know, like as friends, like I get to see it go full circle in the 14 years that <laughs> we've known each other. Well, and it's funny when I was working in corporate America, I would say stuff like, I don't belong here. I don't get we it. We talked about I don't it all the time. like this. And I needing don't... a bigger purpose. Yeah. And needing... Yeah, we talked about it all the time. All the time. Even Absolutely. my very first corporate job, I remember telling my boss, like, I don't think I'm going to stay in corporate. I just don't think this works for me. Like, this doesn't fulfill me. And she was like, but you're so good at it, was her response. Mm. Like, you would do so well if you stuck this with this. And I'm like, yeah, but... It's a trap. I can't. (laughs) And I did, and I tried for years and years, and I'm like, okay, maybe if I work for this kind of company, maybe if I work for a B Corp that's doing great things for the world and for people and for the environment, but still, ultimately, you're just, like, sitting at your computer and, like, answering emails and pushing numbers. Like, I, it just wasn't doing it for me. Yeah. And more power to the people that can find meaning in the work that they do. I'm not saying that. No ill will to those, Yeah. It's great if you can find meaning in it. Exactly. And lots of people can and can find their purpose in this bigger thing. I just had a harder time with that and kind of knew from the get that I wasn't going to work in corporate America. I have a master's in applied experimental psychology. Like how did I end up as like a business manager in corporate America? It just didn't feel like that was my purpose or like what I intended to do or where I wanted to be. So this is me kind of taking that back, that ownership of the direction of my life and saying this hasn't been working. I've had this kind of dissonance for years that I'm hoping this can really correct is like, I'm doing this for a clear purpose. It seems like people are very excited and have a need or want for it. So how can I monopolize that? How can I make you know, how can I make that work for all of us? Or, or here, I'll help us reframe. How can we help feed that need in the yeah, community? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. How can I? Yeah. So uh, mutual benefit here is like, I need something with more purpose. There's an obvious need and people are very excited about it. So yeah, I'm just amazed by my community, the amount that they're just giving me. I mean, I have over a hundred used books that are in like almost new quality already inventoried and cleaned and stacked and put in boxes waiting for the store to open. So very thrilled and honored for that development. I know a bit of a shift change here. Amy has done a lot of research about some 90s news. So much has happened since the last time we talked, which I don't know, was late November, I guess. Um, But I feel like so much has happened. Like Macaulay Culkin got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mean Girls came out, which isn't a 90s thing, but 90s kids would know it. It's from our generation. The musical? I thought it was a... No, 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 no. Mean Girls is from our generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it came out as a, like the remake that they are releasing this year or whatever. It's a musical. Really? Mean Girls is a musical. I think it's already out. I saw one... I. I'm assuming it might already be out then it was like 72 percent on Rotten Tomatoes but critics did not like it it was like 50 something I didn't realize Mm -hmm. it was a musical though I'm honestly not at all interested like what's wrong with 
what's wrong with the old one? I, I guess I haven't seen it in a while to see how outdated it is, but if it ain't well, broke. Let's go, let's go through the news because yes, tell me, I, tell me, tell me. I had some realizations while going through it all. So as Monica was saying, I kind of went through to see what's happened in our 90s news world um, since we last met. And I went through movies. I went through concerts. So first thing first, I, I'm sure you guys remember last year I had um, really beefed up the possibility of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys touring. And yeah. Monica was like, I don't think that's a thing, you guys. Like, that's not really happening. <laughs> and, um, well, it turns out it is happening. I think we spoke it into fruition. Mm-hmm. They heard their fans and they have decided that they – um, they actually announced NSYNC and Backstreet Boys that they will be doing a 2024 tour. That then led me to what else is coming in 2024. Um, my husband and I bought tickets to see Limp Bizkit. You, you and Josh bought tickets to see Death Cab for Cutie. Mm-hmm. There's also Buster Rhymes is coming, Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins with Rancid, Atlantis Morissette. Um, of course, if you guys have been following along on TikTok, you already know that Enrique Iglesias has been on tour with Pitbull and Ricky Martin. There's been wow. a lot of what drama with that. Enrique Enrique Iglesias now sounds like um, Elmo. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, he can't that. sing. Oh, no, no, and I can say that with confidence. He cannot sing. Check so it was TikTok. all like auto-tune or <laughs> yeah, his voice and even has changed? His, his father was a famous oh, um, like Latino singer. And he even came out in the public like 30 years ago. I'm probably off on my time frame, but he came out in the past and said, Enrique cannot sing. Oh my gosh. And we eventually figured that out because he's on tour now and he cannot sing. He's been um uh, because we're not we're adult friendly, I guess I can say this. He's been humping the stage for inappropriate amounts of time, like two minutes. Humping the stage like the he's ground. vertical. He's do you remember or, the sorry, cry baby dance? Do you remember the cry no. baby dance when you'd lay on the floor and you would like bang on the floor and hump the floor? Basically, yeah. he's doing that oh, for two minutes yuck. on stage. Yeah, we've outgrown that. Leave it in the nineties. <laughs> Um, other bands that are coming, Creed with Finger Eleven and Three Doors Down, uh, 30 Seconds to Mars with AFI, Tools coming, and then... Oh, Tools um, coming. Tools oh, coming. Oh, I have to tell Josh that. I didn't know. And then the Shaky Knees lineup yes. in Georgia includes Offspring, Foo Fighters, and Weezer. Right. So it is a year that. for 90s music. It's Yeah, it's all coming back. Um, but then what really got me was when I got to the movies... So I went through all of the movies that are expected to come out in 2024. Mm-hmm. And what was extremely disappointing to me is that we've mentioned this on the pod before. But there are no new ideas. No. At all. They're like all, none. They're all none. taken. They're all hear this, used up. Hear this list, you guys. Like Movies coming out in 2024. Beetlejuice 2. Twisters. No. Which is part of the Twister franchise. Um, Ghostbusters. About Twister. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the scariest movie you've ever experienced as a child? For me, no, because I grew up watching Scream and Michael Myers in second grade. But well, Blaine you grew absolutely up, there weren't Twister, Twister. There weren't tornadoes in your area where you grew up, right? Are there? No. Yeah, so there are tornadoes Mm-mm. in Georgia, and Blaine and I both grew up in Georgia, and it was a real fear. It was a real thing. Shortly after Twisters came out, or maybe shortly after I just watched it, there was a horrible tornado that came through. Yeah. 
ripped Blaine's house roof. Yes. In Roswell, yeah. Mm-hmm. My my mom was living in an apartment. I was with my grandmother in North Georgia, so it didn't really hit us, but I woke up to the storm and had this awful feeling like something was wrong. Like I knew something was wrong with my mom. And so I went to my grandma's room and she was up watching the news and I was like, oh no, this can't be good. Like oh, I'm no. up, she's up and she's watching the news. That I was terrified. And then we found out later when my mom came to pick us up that it had ripped off all the roofing on the apartment building next to hers, but not hers. Wow. So it, like came down the alley, ripped off right next to her. She was fine, but I just like woke up with this premonition of like something is my mom's in danger. This is really bad. And then I um I had to do a tornado. It wasn't even a drill. It was like a full-on tornado. I don't know. What's it called when it's real? Not a drill. I had to do a tornado thing at school, which is actually one of the better places to be because it's all like cinder blocks and stuff. But there was a tornado coming through town when I was in second grade, first or second grade, and was so terrified I've obviously had an anxiety issue my entire life because I was so terrified that we were having to like cover our heads, lay in a ball, face the wall, like do the whole thing after my mom had gone through that incident. And I kept saying, but my cats are at home. They're going to be so scared. (laughs) My cat's at home. I was so worried. Not this time about my mom, but the fact that my cats were at home and I was at school and couldn't protect them vivid memory of that like trauma it was traumatizing i truly thought that tornadoes were the scariest thing to ever happen like i couldn't even talk about it it was anxiety producing well the new twisters is coming out this year to re-trigger us all (laughs) um and then ghostbusters frozen empire uh they're coming out with an animated film of lord of the rings what gladiator 2 Again, Mean Girls, the musical. Two different live-action Snow Whites. What? Winnie the Pooh 2, a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Sonic yeah, yeah. the Hedgehog 3. <laughs> yes, I love Sonic. Paddington I'm, I'm in that. Peru. You know Paddington oh, Bear? Yeah, uh-huh. so yeah like he takes one. on Peru this year. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dune Part 2, the movie. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. They just can't let that franchise Mm-mm. die. Another new alien movie. Oh my god. A gosh. new Godzilla movie. They redid Wicked. I don't think that needed to be done. When was the last Wicked that came out? Like four years ago? I don't know. Like this is this is getting ridiculous. Lindsay yeah. Lohan is coming back. She'll be starring in something called Irish Wish. Mortal Ooh. Kombat 2. Sword in the Stone live action, Hunchback of Notre Dame live action, Pokemon the sequel, Bad Boys 4. I don't know if you remember Bad Boys from in the 90s and 2000s. And lastly, Sesame Street. So when I was going through the list, there really were only like four other movies that were listed that did not fit our 90s generational criteria. And so that tells you there's four possibilities of unique content. Even horror movies, like a Pooh Bear horror movie number two, like at least horror has been the most untouched. Like there are some really great original new ideas. Yes, there's tons of remakes as well. But that genre allows for a lot more creativity. But if they're now just redoing and sequels and I, yeah, some of these things aren't even that old. That's what's really irritating to me. Well, we feel like they aren't, but (laughs) maybe that's not. 
Mean Girls? Mean Girls is less than 20 years old. Like, that. that's weird. That's weird. Wicked, we've redone four times in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like, get out of here. Um, but, yeah. So, I feel like that's... We're just redoing stuff at this point. I'm not really interested in any of those movies, honestly. Beetlejuice 2, I think, is the one that I'm most And that one is using... In. The Wednesday actress who's like in everything now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's her name? What is her? Yeah. She was in Scream. She was, okay, well, now I have to look it up. We're just like, yeah, that girl, Jenna Ortega. There we go. Thank you. And apparently she's going to be Lydia's daughter. So she's Winona Ryder's character's daughter. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So I'll be interested in that one. Um, Lots of things coming in 2024. Other 90s related news that I found. Um, <laughs> the Spice Girls, which also goes in line with our book for this month, since the book is all about feminism in the 90s. The Spice Girls also were very well known for their girl power movement mm-hmm. in the 90s. Uh, one big thing, I guess Mel B came out and said that Victoria Beckham will be designing her wedding dress. Yes, I saw that. So Spice Girls are still alive and well. They are still friends and they're still doing things. <laughs> Have you ever seen that show, The Circle? I think it's I Netflix. So. Wait, and it's reality TV? It's reality TV, but yeah, it's about it. social networking and like yeah. being the most likable and they just vote people off if they're not like feeling connected to them, but they don't ever see each other. It's all through social media. Um, there was a season where Baby Spice and Scary Spice were a character they were both together playing a character on the circle and it was all like they were dropping little easter eggs of like they had a dance party and it was like 90s themes and they were playing spice girls music like it was all little easter eggs for them to then Uh when they find out oh my gosh it was actual spice girls they were like damn oh my god (laughs) it's actually it's a pretty good season i like that show a lot and it goes against everything i believe in like i'm not into social media i don't think we should like value people based on a few comments they make online people are much more complicated than that but the camera follows the characters so closely that you end up kind of like becoming endeared towards is that the right and they're endearing endeared towards them yeah sure like there are some characters on there that i just (laughs) love and like wish the best for and i'm like okay that's and they pull you in yeah they don't like pit anyone against each other like villains or anything like that so it's it's a pretty like not great british bake-off level but like more skewing that direction of just like happy feel-good reality tv on the break we had a lot more time to read watch tv do stuff for leisure instead of reading for and analyzing books for the podcast um so i have a book recommendation uh now that i say that i have to actually look up the the title (laughs) i should have prepared that um but i read a book i just finished it i i text you amy saying i stayed up like way past my bedtime like well into the middle of the night finishing this book um, it's called Please Tell Me by Mike Omer, and it's a mystery thriller type book about this girl who went missing. She was only like eight, and then she was found. 
she kind of like escaped her situation was found and it's the story of her and her therapist but the girl is mute now since she's returned she no longer Uh. speaks and so she has to kind of communicate in play therapy what has happened to her or like start processing her own trauma through play therapy it's fiction it's not a real story but it is a thriller mystery and you're kind of figuring out this larger story as she's you know sharing things what when we were i think this was a topic that was covered in in our undergrad psych that we both did together um but they would talk about um kind of like transparent transference between a therapist yeah. and their client mm-hmm. and and um um, a therapist and how, how dangerous it can be and how easy it is yeah. to persuade clients to think a certain way or to imply certain meanings to things. Mm-hmm. That sounds so dangerous to me. Like, oh, we were communicating through play therapy mm-hmm. with someone who was extremely traumatized. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's why I was making faces when you were saying it because I was like, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure it can be. And she made clear in the book over and over again, like, my goal is to help her process her trauma, not to like get information about what happened to her and feed it to the police. Like that was not her role. It was like truly just like open play, let her process and like play things out and communicate however she can or wants to. So I I think it does a good job. It's kind of like a cop can't ever watch cop procedurals because they're like, that's wrong. That would never happen. That's not how that works. Like, very similarly, I think having a, a background in psych, I'm like, ooh, that, ooh, I don't, ooh, I don't know if that works that way. Well, it's getting even worse on social media because every other video is, I have autism. Do you have autism? I have ADD. Do you have ADD? I have depression. Do you have depression? It's like a mental health fad. Yeah. And I'm like, can we stop with, can we stop and just like break it down to we all have feelings and that that's normal? <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm of two minds with that because I think normalizing mental health, being on the spectrum, having emotion regulation issues is always a good thing because it the labeling can stigmatize. And if we are saying there's no stigma around this, that this is kind of a classification of symptoms and you may or may not be experiencing these things is different than being like, oh, he has ADHD and he's on the spectrum and she has depression. Like that kind of labeling is not healthy. I think it's totally natural and healthy to explore these things with a professional. Exactly, yeah. I think when you are a teen on social media, you have no business speaking clinically to any of it. And I, I get concerned because I see young kids seeing this content and they think oh my gosh I have fill in the blank Mm -hmm. because they have a normal symptom because they've watched 15 videos on TikTok yeah (laughs) and that's where it gets really alarming to me it's concerning because I see the the fads with kids and how it impacts them Mm -hmm. awareness is one thing but I don't I'm not convinced that's really what's happening yeah, and, and a lot of people don't understand that for something to be dis- be disordered, it has to be dysfunctional or impacting your life in some way. 
And so someone can have anxiety at the same level as I do, which I consider disordered. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. It's dysfunctional. It gets in my way. Other people may have that same level of anxiety and not even consider it as dysfunctional. They're just like, it helps me get through my day. It's motivating. It allows me to make sure every box is checked and it's do you notice times with because I'm I relate to that too like I feel like my anxiety gets in the way but then there's also times where I feel like it does provide some yeah. type of yeah. like positive oh, it can, strength for you sure. know but yeah but yeah I'm it's with motivating you. Like, but <laughs> there's something times where it's just debilitating <laughs> yeah but your outlook on it and then how it's affecting your day-to-day are all kind of it, it impacts whether it's a true diagnosis or not. Exactly. So I think a lot of people d- miss that piece. I do appreciate having awareness to the field, of course, because we've dedicated our lives to this field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even through your bookstore, it's about bettering the community and people yeah. and having that feel, you know, that's all mental health. So um, I definitely appreciate um, having awareness in the field, but I, I think that the dangers of that awareness are not being highlighted i'm yeah. concerned <laughs> yeah i mean it's the same level as like going to webmd and typing in your symptoms exactly. and it says you have exactly. cancer <laughs> or scarlet like, fever i had i convinced myself scarlet i had fever. scarlet fever like 10 years ago because i had a rash on my hands <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> i had like one hive and i was like i have scarlet fever <laughs> so um we talked about this month's book yes um, I guess I want to say a little bit about the other two books that yeah. we'll be going into. I gifted Monica two books as a part of our Christmas book exchange. Um, one of them is Election and by, what is it, Tom Parrott? Tom Perota? Perota, there we go. And um, it's about, basically all I know about that book and why I chose that book was because it was the number one bestseller on the day of Monica's birth. So I chose that one. Um, And then the other one is Star by Danielle Steele. And Danielle Steele was like the number one 90s author. Uh, My mom read all of her books. Immediately when I saw Danielle Steele's name, I was just like, oh, oh, this brings back so many memories. Just in my house. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom had a lot of Danielle Steele. Have you yeah. ever read any of her books? No, I don't think so. Me neither. I just so know I was, it's like on every mom's bookshelf, like at yes. least a couple. I think, I want to say she's still publishing. Is she not? I guess we'll get into that when we cover yeah, that Yeah, we'll book. find so out. We'll, we'll announce ahead of time which of these we're covering in the coming months, but I'm excited to read both of them. I've never read Danielle Steele. Election, I know that MTV... At least I've only ever seen it on MTV. I don't know if they published it similar to um, Perks of Being a Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they like created it, but I, I got that feeling. But it was like young Reese Witherspoon was the main character in Election on this MTV movie. All I remember is that there was like a lesbian love interest. Like, there was a lesbian love story, and I remember watching that movie young enough where I was like, this feels scandalous. Like, that was pre, like, gays could not even marry. It was like, you know, I was young. All I know about, all I know about Election is that it's, I guess the storyline is a teacher 
is impeding on a student's um, election. Because she's so annoying. like he's like sabotaging ass. her election, yeah. and I just thought that was so toxic and petty. I was I like, know. "Yep, that's it." <laughs> it reminds me of Have you seen that Bob's Burgers episode where the guidance counselor, when he was a student, rigged the student election? Yeah, and they find out because they find all the hidden. It was like they got into this back room that had been sealed off in the school, and they found all the hidden like votes for this other person. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I hid those, and I made myself win." <laughs> I won. <laughs> but yeah, so we've got a jam-packed 2024. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited for it. And what's cool about our changes, too, is that anybody that was following us along since the beginning, you guys now are our OG fans. You've seen progression. Yeah. We'll call this season our... two. We're in yeah, season two. Season two. <laughs> So we will be sharing uh, 90s cringe stories as we always have, but we're saving those for our book review episode. So at the end of each of our book reviews, we'll wrap up the month with a cringe story from the 90s. As we know, I am an endless well of cringe stories, (laughs) but we would love to hear your stories as well. So we would love to share your stories. Let's share in our embarrassment together. You can always share those with us at 90skidbookclub at gmail.com or on any of our socials at the same tag. We're on TikTok and Instagram. That's where we'll, sh- we'll share more uh, announcements about upcoming books and things like that as well. So go ahead and give us a follow. If you aren't already um, subscribed to or following our podcast on any of your favorite podcast apps, go ahead and do that. Um, then you won't miss any of our content. You know when we publish something new. You're the first to hear. Um, and I guess that wraps it up for this week. What do you think? I think so. Okay. So we'll see you next Tuesday, although it'll be in two Tuesdays. And TTYL. Bye. Bye.